Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well. It's a final word daily. England's man up against New Zealand here at the Oval. Adam Collins with you as always. Phil Walker. The editor-in-chief of Wisdom Cricket Monthly is office over there in the Betsa stand with me. Your first job, tell us what happened this evening in 30 seconds or thereabouts. 30 seconds. Uh, ben Stokes came out, made an announcement, didn't he? Any murmurs about whether he should be in this side or not, whether he should be in the last 15, whether a certain chap from Yorkshire should have maybe usurped him in that side. Well, I'm sorry. When Ben Stokes clicks his fingers, then the rest of us just listen. 182 off about 120-odd balls. It was brutish. It was... Uh, ugly at times and it was entirely inevitable that he would do that he's broken another record he's now made 247 uh, sixes for England in international cricket just try and play those numbers out in your head New Zealand were always behind the eight ball David Milan played really nicely alongside Stokes England got too many New Zealand didn't get anywhere near enough Uh, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong they've just got to park it not beat themselves up too much. It happens. This is one-day cricket. Uh, they'll be hurting a little bit, but they go again at Lords. Very nice. More than 30 seconds, but we'll forgive oh. you. Uh, ben Stokes, 182 from, as I turn my page, 124 balls, nine sixes. A partnership of 199 with Milan, which was defined by what they did in the middle overs. Between overs 11 and 40, so the second power play, if you will, England made 290 runs at 96 runs per over. These are meant to be the sort of sedate middle overs. Well, um, yeah, I know Jeremy Coney's big on this. He's spoken on the podcast about it in the last couple of weeks. There's the area for growth and expansion in 50 over cricket. We'll see it prove today. Remembering that England lost wickets. First ball of the day, Johnny Bairstow caught a square leg. Uh, in That was Trent Bolt. Uh, in his second over, he, he um, knocks over um, Joe Root for four. So 13 for two. And then Milan, who, again, another player who for about five minutes we were talking about his spot in reference to Harry Brook. He was quite defiant during the T20 series saying, well, Brook bats four, five or six, I bat one, two or three. As it turned out, Brook got a bit of an audition at number one. He needed to make it absolutely click. He didn't. He didn't play today despite the fact that Jason Roy has another um, back complaint, a second back spasm, according to English management, which is why he didn't play. But if you're picking your team right now, Milan's opening up in the World Cup with Besto. Simple as that. Absolutely that. And I think he's edged ahead whatever happened today, to be honest. Uh, I think Milan, you underestimate him. He's not a particularly demonstrative bloke. He kind of has an air of vulnerability around him, which doesn't help in in the alpha world of international cricket. Uh, But he's a class player. 50 over cricket is, I think, his best format. He's done well in 20 over cricket. He's had the rough end of the wedge, I think, in in test match cricket, because he's done okay. Uh, 50 overs is his rightful place, I think. And he was gorgeous today, right? If you take the showstopper nature of Stokes out of the equation. If you take his power and his presence and sideline that for a moment, Milan played the purer knock of the two and was unlucky, got strangled a wee bit. He actually does get out like that quite a lot because he stays quite offside of it. But anyway, he was strangled-ish down the leg side for 96, I think 95, 96. 
deserved 100, could have got 100. I think he opens for England in three weeks' time. Yeah, let's just go back to Stokes and go back to Milan. Starting with Stokes, he made a decision to almost swing himself off his feet from the moment he got there, right? Like right. He was um, giving the stumps to the bowlers. He was backing away, clearing the front leg. All the things you might expect in overs, I don't know, 41 of a one-day international, perhaps. He was doing it early on. Remembering the way Stokes returned to the one-day team last week at Cardiff, five days ago at Cardiff, was quite a conservative return. Picking out the sweepers, playing conventionally, and we know Stokes can move from mode to mode. We've seen that at test level routinely, but to see him decide today, no, no, I'm going to be that guy and see what happens. From a, a point of vulnerability for England at 13 for two, again, it kind of reinforces that he likes it best when England are under the pump. Yeah, exactly that, and his sense of occasion and the moment to go is what makes him such a great... Uh, He's been maybe cast in this new role as a sort of elder statesman, slow heartbeat kind of cricketer, a 60 off 80. You need him down the pipe in the big games, 120,000 at Eden Gardens, etc. That's, that's where he's kind of been characterised in this setup. And he knows that because he's always half a step ahead of everyone else anyway. So he looked at this today and he thought, right, 13 for two. People assume that I'm playing this new role, this new grown up role one of the greybeards, and he came out and he played thug cricket. He played early Ben Stokes cricket. Uh, it was wild. It was woolly. He clothed a few. He toe-ended a few. He broke about half a dozen bats. And when he got going and poor old Ravindra was bought, bought on this end as we are from the Vauxhall end at the Oval and two lefties on and Stokes just said, right, well, here we go. Uh, and he, he, what, he, he clubbed, clubbed nine sixes, I think, in the end. Um, would be slightly cranky with himself because no England player has ever made 200 before in ODI and it was there for him right on a plate. Um, but what he's done is he's, he's made a statement to the cricketing world here that uh, I'm still the big dog. And however they want to go about their cricket, England, and it carries, of course, the echoes of the last few years, they go hard and then they go harder and then they go harder again. We've seen it, obviously, in Test cricket. Because there's not been much 50-over cricket, there hasn't been much evidence to suggest that they will maintain that kind of ethos. Well, we've seen today that when they are two down for, for shit, then they're going to go and they're going to go hard. And as ever, the man at the, the heart of it is Stokes. Yeah, there was two things on the shelf, wasn't there? There was the Stokes double hundred, which felt inked in, as did England making 400. Because, you know, they were at 200 roughly at the halfway mark. Maybe not quite that many, but that partnership in the middle with Milan, who was batting elegantly. I mean, let's be clear, Milan's strike rate was hovering around 90 for most of his innings. It might have just nipped above 100 before the end, but, you know, a sheet anchor at the time going at a strike rate of near enough 100, batting like an absolute dream, allowing Stokes the freedom to do what he wished to do on a day like today. The Ravindra moment was one that stands out to me as well, partly on account of the fact that Latham used him from this end. It looked the wrong call at the time. Uh, it proved to be the wrong call on three occasions. Stokes drop kicked him 25 rows back over count corner as if it were foretold. It could have been worse than that as well. There was another full toss in there, I think, as well, which he missed out on. So that was a bad call. Just from New Zealand's perspective, we're probably seeing that Glenn Phillips is a better option in those middle overs with his off breaks. He's a really interesting all-round package. He top scored with 72 in the reply. They were all out for 187. Not sure if we mentioned that. All out 187 uh, at the end of the 39th over to lose by 181 runs. But um, So Phillips top scores there. Bats nicely, albeit in a chase where they were never going to win. The way he throws himself around in the field, the way, as we mentioned on the podcast the other night, he's, a, he's the kind of guy who's always trying to turn a two into a one when he's fielding. But I reckon his overs in, in India, he's such a bloody competitor, uh, might, um, might turn a game or might 
take a crucial wicket in the middle overs. So, you know, credit to Glenn Phillips, who simply does not give up and nearly took one of the great catches as well. Yeah. Out there in front of the Archbishop Tennyson School, he was about six inches away from dragging it in. He sprinted 30 metres around from the dressing rooms or in front of the dressing rooms, a ball that was smashed in that direction. He drags that in, that's being replayed for 50 years. Yeah, yeah, he played nicely. He's a point of difference for this New Zealand side and they need that because they are, they're, they're a bit one-paced, I think, through their middle order. Uh, they have certain gun players, and with the exception of Phillips and Trent Bolt, played bowled nicely, picked up a five bag without anyone really noticing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but their other big players, they didn't come off today. You know, Mitchell scraped, scrapped around, batted okay, but Conway went early. There's a lot on Conway, I think. Moving forward three weeks from now, they meet England at Ahmedabad, uh, and then it begins. There's a lot on Conway. He's got a very good record in India. Uh, Williamson by the way, was fielding, practicing his fielding. Somehow he's come back from an ACL five months in. Uh, the word is that he'll play from this, not exactly the start of the World Cup, but from the second, third game he'll be in. They need all of their players to fire. One slight concern for them, I thought, was Kyle Jamieson, who's had his own injury problems, but was absolute gun cricketer. He looked short of a gallop, I thought, with the ball today. Lockie Ferguson had, had an off day, to say the least, you know. Should have stayed in bed because Stokes went after him. Um, they don't need to beat themselves up too much, right? As you say, a few days back, they cruised home, ch chased 290 for two. So, so they have cricketers who can do the job here. But this was just one of those days where everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Yeah, so they used three players today who aren't in their World Cup squad. One of them's Kyle Jamieson, who you're right, this doesn't look the same bowler at the moment. Hopefully he gets back to his best. Henry Nichols, so I was a bit surprised missed out on the squad. They're going with Chapman instead. In the, probably the spare bat in all probability. I'm not quite sure what their best 11 will look like when they get to Ahmedabad. And Ben Lister, to his credit, three for 69 for him, playing his second one-day international. Wasn't in the squad, drafted in for Adam Milne when he um, tw tweaked his hamstring um, at, uh, last week and then um, yeah three wickets here um, which which you know bowled pace off well swung the ball around nicely has a nice high action mm, yeah tidy cricketer um, the selection of Nichols is strange if Mark Chapman is in your side then you play him don't you you play him as you expose him to a top class side like England as, as, as often as possible to put him in those kinds of positions it was a strange 11 that they that they picked here uh, and it started badly and got worse for them. Um, just a word on England, by the way, in the field. I thought they were really on it tonight. And uh, Liam Livingston in particular, I thought, bogged tightly. All right, it's, it's a gimme because New Zealand are out of the game. But he showed again that he's an interesting puzzle yeah. in this England side. He batted well the first couple of games. Probably a statement knock on his part, that 90-odd the other day, not out. And he brings something unusual to that bowling attack. Uh, and the other one I want to mention is, is Gus Atkinson, who bowled here. It's his backyard here in South London. Uh, there is no discernible change in his action, whether he's bowling it full at the pads or sniffing around your nose. And he inconvenienced Phillips and Ravindra four times in two overs with four bumpers, and they are fast, right? Through the air, he's not mad quick. But off the pitch, with that slight height and a bit of zip and nip, he is a serious handful. And the more you watch him, the more it makes sense that England have taken a punt on him. Yeah, and, and when he hit, uh, it was Phillips in the helmet and it bounced out nearly 20 metres out to cover. It gives you a sense of just how quick this bloke is. Uh, all right, Phil, with all of that said, I think it's time to go to the final word, Hall of Fame. 
Final Word Hall of Fame is brought to you by our beautiful patrons. Patreon.com forward slash the final word to support the work that Jeff and myself and Phil and many others do on it. Well, Phil tonight, you know, from time to time right. he's on the show. Oh, thank you. He's on the show tonight. He's a co-host, as Jeremy was very insistent on saying last week. I am a co-host. Right, okay. I'm a co-host. Fine. He is a co-host. Daniel Norcross, one of those over our, um, over our shoulder here as well. Uh, we've got, this is our most final word moment of the day. I know, Phil, you were tickled by a couple of instances today where fielders did as Mo and Ali did in the test match here uh, a month or so ago and went in with their feet first. Well, Moe's got a lovely touch, right? He's, he's the best ball player in the side. Everybody acknowledges it. He sees the picture. Uh, he half volleyed one in the ashes. It was one of the, the best moments of the summer. He tried it again a couple of times out there tonight. Um, I just love the way he goes about his business. Everything he does is just watchable, Moe and Ali. He's, he's a joy. The fact that he's in this side as well, They've gone with experience, haven't they, England? They've gone, it's a, they're an old team, yeah. and it's a gamble. They're four years on, and they've picked nine of the, of the 15 featured in 2019. Uh, but look, you've seen tonight why they've gone with what they've got, right? Because they are pedigree cricketers from top to bottom. We're a bit spoiled for choice. You said they're an old team. They're also a rugby team. We saw they'd named the side that they would um, turn out to play I'm, against I'm Japan. <laughs> um, I quite liked the, um, when Mo and Ali was dismissed and Chris Wokes was next in, that, that Moeen spoke to Wokes for about 20 seconds as if to say <laughs> what was happening. It was very club cricket. Um, you, you very rarely see at international level if exchanging one word when a player is dismissed. That happened today. Um, the back foot no ball that wasn't, I still haven't quite worked that out uh, when Phillips got a wicket after what clearly seemed to me to be a back foot no ball, but evidently it's where you land the foot now, not whether you break the line. Um, I read the laws with you on air on SCN and we, we still can't quite work that out. Oh, and last but not least, the good bloke review where Josh Butler gave Liam Livingston a review. Um, just because like, I think, oh well, he's one of the lads, we'll give him a review deep. And it was out. <laughs> it's on the way down when it hit him in the box. And so it proved it was hitting um, the top of middle stump. Um, so um, that's a, a number of nominations for the Final Word Hall of Fame. Always brought to you by our patrons. Final Word patron account um, is what um, sustains us week to week, month to month. Can't stop, won't stop. We've got uh, an interview in the feed tomorrow morning with an all-time England great. And tomorrow morning, I'm waking up early to interview one of the greatest cricketers to ever play the game. So lots of stuff going on on the feed and daily shows coming every single day of the World Cup. Patreon.com forward slash the final word. Right, Phil, that's it. That's us done. We could both go and, go and uh, well, in my case, do some more work. In your case, hopefully go home. We'll do it all again at Lords on Friday. Until then, night Sorry if I ran out to empty wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it.